Hello and welcome to The Trials, the new system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is The Trial of Faith, a sci-fi RPG from Burning Games, episode number one, A Derelict Ship. In this episode, we begin our actual play as our characters, Nadia, played by Matthew, who is our ship's captain and pilot, Rimko, played by Scott, who is our muscle, and Ying, played by myself, is our hacker. And we are searching through the labyrinth for discoveries, and we make one, which might just be our first and last. Just a reminder that the Kickstarter for Faith, a sci-fi RPG, will be launching on February 11th, 2015, and I hope you guys will check it out. So here is the Trial Faith Episode 1, A Derelict Ship. So, I would like you guys to tell each other what is the background of your characters and how do you know each other. Okay. Who wants to start? Start with the captain. I am a speedster aquatic alien. I'm a Iscal, and uh, I just uh, I just like to go fast. And the best way to do that is to hang out in space and uh, follow my god Ergon all over space and hang out with weirdos like you guys. Okay. <laughs> my name is Ying. I'm a young Corvo. That has a bit of a mysterious past because I was found by Nadia wandering out in the uh, outside of the known routes, and uh, she took me in without any questions asked. So she knows that I'm an uh, exceptional hacker, and I'm very loyal to her. But she doesn't really know what my backstory is. I haven't shared that yet, and I don't have anything on my sheet that relates me to Scott's character. So I don't know. Is there anything on your character sheet about my character, Scott? Yes, they must go in order. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am Rimko. I was created to be a soldier, the perfect soldier. As such, I, I slept in cryostasis until I was needed aboard uh, troop transports or in storage. Unfortunately, the last time I awoke from cryostasis was a shock. The ship was out of power. Floating blood was the only thing left of the crew. All of my compatriots were cryostasis. The pods were broken and empty. I almost went mad living in that empty and broken ship for half a year until someone responded to my beacon signal. I almost cried when I saw Nadia and Ying. I was so happy to join them, and I promised you that I would do anything. Fight to the ends of the earth. I uh, also joined the rank of, ranks of Vexel and by, as my new god to reward my strong will. Okay. I will tell you a little bit of the universe, and let's get started. Basically, the universe of faith is connected through the labyrinth. The labyrinth is a large wormhole, but this wormhole doesn't have one entrance and one exit, like most wormholes do, but it's an intricate web of wormholes, exits, all connected, and they can take you to thousands of different uh, star systems. Space behaves very weird inside uh, the wormholes, so sending signals or ships any kind of things through the wormhole can be very confusing. There are points where you would see yourself in front of you, you will see many copies of yourself perhaps, and space-time is distorted. So traveling through the wormhole is very complicated. Okay? 
there are two species who have managed to do this and are the Ithcal and the Corvo. Okay? So the main areas that are being used are mapped out and most spaceships a trouble safety for them. But you guys are adventurers. So you want to go out, try to discover a new exit through the wormhole, and maybe find new riches, new people to befriend or kill, depending on what kind of party do you want to be. So uh, you're going to venture into uh, the unknown. Your ship is very simple. It's a very small ship. It has uh, no uh, artificial gravity. Very few ships have artificial gravity in faith. And, uh, you are basically just flying around through the wormhole trying to find out a new exit not discovered yet. So at this point, Matthew, so Nadia, here's a beacon signal on the, on the screen. And you see there is a very similar beacon signal to the one uh, that you heard the day that you rescued Renko. You check it out and you make sure that it's not the same one, but it seems to come from the same model of SIP. We could have two Remcos. Uh-oh. My brothers. We found my brothers. I demand that we stop and save them from their horrible plight. Remco, I was going to do this anyway. So you're lucky, but if it's you again, I don't know if I can handle two of you because this whole time-space continuum clone thing is throwing me for a loop. Okay, so you guys uh, uh, get on route and you exit uh, the wormhole uh, through an exit that you have never seen before. You check your locks and they are either out of date and that's why you have never heard about this new star system or you have just discovered a new one. Before you have time to check around, the first thing you see in front of you in the screen is a super large space freighter. The space freighter is out of power and is slowly turning around itself. The power is off and it's just drifting aimlessly through space. This is a very large space freighter. It is the same model that uh, you found Renko in, it is in a similar state. So can I scan it for life signs or uh, or something like that? Well, you can always try. I would love to try. Okay, you try to scan it for life. So we'll tell you a little bit about how the SIP works. The SIP uh, is made of a, a big head uh, in which uh, the the control room, uh, the, the crew area, and the um, bay area are contained. And through and from the top of this head, a long skeleton comes out. And to that skeleton, there is six large ships attached. So this uh, space freighter is so large that it cannot enter new planets. It cannot enter atmospheres because it would never take off. They are actually built in space. But they carry six cargoes that whenever they arrive to the planet they want to go, these cargoes would uh, deattach and enter the atmosphere. Unload, load new, new cargo, and come out again. Okay? 
So at the very end of the six large uh, cargos, there is the area where the engines and the drives are. But your scan only reveals you this much. It does not reveal your life because uh, the materials of the sieve would not allow you to see through them. But while you're tweaking the computer and checking things out, you see that the sieve has torn around itself so much that you see the bottom part. And in the bottom part is where the hangar is. And you see that the hangar door is actually open. That the hangar door is open is very rare because it means all the oxygen and all the air inside uh, the hangar has left the ship. So it's a big risk. What are you guys going to do? Can my ship fit inside the hangar? Yes, it can. Do we have spacesuits on board? Of course. Yes, you have. You yeah, have you know spacesuits. Spacesuits, sorry. And uh, Nadia has a deployment suit. A deployment Ooh. suit is basically a spacesuit that also allows you to fly around. It has like a jet. Oh, yes, I see. I have an ion thruster and a deployment burst. I also have uh -huh. a no-brainer rifle, which I hope to use. Yes. Can I ask one more question before we uh, before we do the eventual? Um, how similar is this instance to when I found my boy Remco? Uh, it's a bit different because you found Remco inside the labyrinth. Okay? Oh, okay. It's kind of a strange for this ship to be in this uh, star system because there is no colonies in it, and this kind of ship cannot colonize a new uh, planet. So you don't so, know so what's out there. We, we are in a star system. We're not in just uh, dead space, deep space. Yes, we're in a star system. But no habitated planets, no uh, geographic features of any sort, no valuable uh rocks or anything we can see from here? Uh, well, you will need to run very powerful scans uh, to see that from now, from here. And that would take minutes. Let's, let's just go investigate the ship. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, before uh, we fly into the hangar, which is what my, my ultimate goal is, I'm going to open up Space Wikipedia uh -huh. and uh, tag myself here and name this star, star system Nadia System. Okay. So forever. I'm going to wait. I'm going to instantly hack that and change it to the Ying system. <gasps> we have our first confrontation. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have a confrontation because <laughs> hacking is not something you realize. So it happens without uh, you knowing. After oh. I cl after I close my laptop, he he like pulls up his little iPad watch and goes. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yes. I'll know to I'll know tomorrow morning when I pick up my phone. I'll be pissed. Yeah. But right now, we're going in that hangar. Yeah. Until you go back to civilization, it won't be updated into the space Wikipedia everyone is using, uh, so you might be able to fix it. Uh, I'm going to be so pissed at him. Okay, so you go into the hangar. The hangar it has a, basically a double door uh, to make sure it doesn't lose any air while, when uh, ships come in and out. So one of the doors would open the ship would get in that space, then the door would close behind it, they will take out all the air out of it, and then it could uh, exit the the main ship. Oh, but that's so a airlock. So, but someone has 
gone over all the security systems and just opened both doors open, got both doors open and escaped. Perhaps. Would it be possible if we can get on board and I can get into the system, could we close the door? Are there like subsystems that would actually re put air back in from like tanks or is that We'd not have possible? to power the ship first, would we? Yeah. Basically, you would need to power up the ship to do something like that. Okay. You will have to find a way to do that. Okay. And then my last question is about uh, weapons. Like, I have a handgun. Will that uh -huh. work in the vacuum, or do I need to, like, get a laser sword or something to take with me? Ten points you for a laser sword. Do the firearms work in vacuum? Excellent question. <laughs> yes. Uh, firearms work in vacuum, and I think your weapon is a neural handgun. What's the name of your weapon? I think it's it's diap. It looks like diaper handgun. I'm sure it's diaperer handgun. No, it's the diaperer handgun. Diaperer. Yeah, it's basically a handgun that uh, does neural damage. So it will get okay. you neural. Will make you faint, and you would release your sphincters when you faint. That's uh. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Secondary you have a gun that makes people that poop their pants? That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> this is now my favorite game ever. <laughs> All right, excellent. Okay. So yeah, I will explain a little bit. There is uh, three main types of weapons. Firearms, neural weapons, which uh, should, uh, they, they would affect your uh, neural connections and your synapses. Um, basically, the, more, the worst thing they can do to a person is get them into a coma. Uh, so they are good weapons for ergon uh, followers who don't want to kill people. And you also have plasma weapons who would uh, most likely kill everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, so two of you got uh, neural uh, weapons and Renko has a firearm. I, I will explain how they work uh, when we get into uh, a combat. Well, that's not going to happen because the ship is completely empty, right? Yes, right. Of course, yeah. Nothing to worry about. You should have spread out, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's split up. I'll take Shaggy and Velma. You guys take okay. Scooby again. So, yeah. I, will, I will tell you about the hangar. When you enter the hangar, uh, your uh, ship does a scan, and you can see all their little uh, corners. Um, basically, you got two doors that take you to... Uh, what is called reserve area number one and reserve area number two. There is also a small door for a, to a storage unit. Uh, then there's like a small compartment where uh, repair drones are kept. Uh, these little drones fly around the ship repairing different things when they get broken. And the last thing is you have a control tower, let's say, but the power is out, and you cannot see through the glass. But there is a control room there where they usually see how to how ships are going to arrive and so on. So you land your ship there, and what are you guys going to do? All right, Captain. What's our orders? Are, are, are there are there any ships uh, missing in the hangar? Is is it empty and deserted? All the ships have been taken. Is it full? Every berth is taken. Well, there is no ships on. On the hangar, you see nothing. The only thing you see are the little repair drones. Mm -hmm. And um, DRDs. It, it, do, do we 
Is, is that uncommon for this type of vessel? Should there be uh, a number of small ships or escape pods or things in here and they are notably absent? There should be one uh, ship that will allow the crew to get to a space station or something like that. But but I assume that ship is, doesn't have sufficient range to have taken them back through the wormhole, whoever the crew is or was? No. and You could not use it to go into an atmosphere either. Hmm. So Interesting. So by ship, they really mean just a giant Ziploc bag that the crew all climbs into and then floats through space. Somebody yes. has to pedal in the back. Okay. Excellent. So the lights are out. Uh, it's almost pitch black. There's only some emergency lights. And this tells Gene that there is a backup generator going on. Hmm. Uh, so you may want to look into that. Yeah, I think that's the first thing. If you guys can just supervise me somewhere, I'll try to get the ship operational, get the lights on, close the doors, and uh, we can take our time to explore. And if we can get into the logs, I might be able to find out what happened anyway. I agree 100%. Let's do that. I I reluctantly remove myself from my fetal position after having suffered flashbacks to the half year I spent alone on a ship very much like this and just about as awful. And uh, grab my rifle, steal my gaze, and say, let's go. Okay. So you open the doors of your ship, and you come out. Nadia is wearing uh, her deployment suit, and Ying and Renko are wearing space suits. You are in zero gravity at the moment, so you are floating around. And that means that whatever movement action you perform is, is done with Eva. And it also means a few other things, like... Uh, you don't want to get just floating around, as you will be floating around forever. And <laughs> also, you have to be careful about shooting firearms, as you would go straight back. And you would uh... Equal and opposite reaction. If I'm firing from the upper half of my torso against my shoulder, it's going to cause me to spin so fast that the blood pools <laughs> in my head and it lets me pass out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Harley really wants to shoot Rimko and make him poop in a spacesuit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard day. So, just keep that in mind. Maybe, maybe when the mission's over, right before we get back on the ship, I might try that. Okay. So your so your options are going into the control room, going into one of the two closed uh, <clears throat> areas, or going into the storage. Where do we think the cause ship's controls, like wherever that, wherever I would be able to hack in um, to start taking control of the ship would be where I'd want to go first? Well, Renko has an idea, because he lived in a ship very similar to this one. While the disp- disposition of the different areas is not the same, he knows that the, uh, their area where uh, humans, uh, the human uh, defense crew is kept, is very close to the hangar, and well, he knows that from the control room is where you would uh, be able to access all the information about the hangar. Okay. Sounds like a suitable... Then I say we we follow Remco then. Float gingerly behind the person with the propellant, the reaction mass. So which of the rooms do you go into? The control room. The control Control room. room. So the control room door is uh, close, but the glass window is just waiting there. Uh, I peer in. I, I assume the glass is intact. Yeah, the glass is intact. 
with your light torch in your helmet, uh, you're able to see inside. And the control room seems to be fine. Uh, just the, the lights from all the computers are off. Is it possible that the control room would still be pressurized with air, and if we open it, we'll be whooshed away, or is all the air gone from the ship? Uh, it's pretty hard for you to tell, but it's very possible. Okay. Hmm. I mean, uh, there's there's no at least visible motes of dust floating in the beam of our torch as it pierces through the glass window? Yeah, there's some. But I guess dust can float in zero gravity just as well as it can float <laughs> in air. Um, is, is, is the artificial gravity such that the control room might have gravity, or do we think this is a ship-wide outage? Uh, this kind of ship doesn't have fake gravity. Ah, what? Criminally inefficient. All right. So, um, <laughs> in that case, I think the door controls are going to be in the control room, which we don't know about opening, but the repair drones are in something that doesn't have a door between it and us. We can go inspect them now. Okay, so the, the drones are fine. They have their own uh, batteries. Uh, they basically use uh, a plutonium core. So they work fine, and they will work for maybe a year. Uh, they're off. They're just lying there waiting to serve. Well, that sounds like a fun toy for Ying to play around with. Yeah. Okay. Or, 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 or the idiot barbarian. I, I, I just go switch one on. I mean... Okay. The ship might be broken. The repair droid could help, right? Yeah. So you switch one on. Basically, you just wait there for orders. Oh, they they don't they don't identify errors or uh, fa- um, weaknesses in the ship on their own and go scoot around. It's it's not a it's not a Roomba. You have to tell it what to do. <laughs> can I uh, can I access, like is it vocal? Like, can we just tell them go turn the ship on, or do we have to like hack into it or Okay, uh, interface it's hard to it. be vocal in zero zero uh, uh, atmosphere. I, I'm mine. Yeah. There is no air, so you cannot basically uh, you can talk through the radio to each other. I will explain to you a little bit about hacking. Basically, uh, in this game, you can hack a internet connection, just like today. Um, there is this other thing that is called Lingwave. A Lingwave basically is a tool hackers uh, have to force a connection with something. So you could connect to a weapon that works uh, through software. The weapon is, of course, not connected to the internet. Okay? So okay. even if today, like not at the moment, uh, in the ship there is no internet, your uh, rig, uh, your hacking uh, system, has a link wave, and it will, it will allow you to hack stuff. Okay. Then I'd like to try to interface with this drone and activate it for us. Get it to do something useful like open that door or otherwise turn on things. Well, if, if wait, if, if we can use the Lingwave to hack things remotely, can we use the Lingwave remotely to hack the control room and close the door and put some air in here? You could do that, but the control room is out of power. So you need oh, to that's right, that's right. To put some power into there, into that place. Okay, so you can hack the, the little drone. It will. It has a firewall, and the firewall is going to fight you back. Okay. So the the confrontation is as follows: the firewall has a value of eight, and mm. it plays two cards. Wow. Now I do have a gear which is uh, Elysium. I'm oh. assuming it will help me here, but I don't exactly know how that works. Okay, Elysium is basically your rig. 
your uh, hacking computer. So it's a computer that has LingWave. I believe it's 30, the LingWave, 30 yep. meters. And it also has an ability, and it is that if you are physically connected to the device you're hacking, you gain an advantage against it. Okay, can I use that here then? Yeah, so you could use uh, take a cable out of your Elysian, uh, connect it to the mm -hmm. back of the Tektron, and I will uh, help you in the, the... So the drone will play only one card, but because his firewall is eight and your hacking is five, you get to you have to play first. Okay. When you are hacking, you play as many cards as your link value. Okay, which will be two. Yeah. So I got to beat an eight plus whatever you put on top. Yes. And we are currently in space, so if I play a space card, I get to draw additional cards also? No, because you are hacking, you are in operative system. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Well, I, I only have one card that uh, matches that. I know I don't have to play that one, but it would give me an advantage. Um, I think this would be useful, so I want, I want this to succeed. So I'm going to go ahead and play a 13 that also has um, that affinity symbol. Okay, that's a really good card, and I will recommend you to keep it for now, as this thing is going to play only one card against you. Okay, but it, it's currently beating me by five. Yes. Um, I have a nine, oh, so it, that would give me... I, I think what he's saying is that is that you, you since you get to play two cards and, and he only gets to play one, you should play a, basically a one right now and then wait for him to play, and he'll be out of moves, and then you can beat him by one and play the minimum cards from your hand? I thought I had to play all of my cards. No. Okay. It's just like play, Blackjack. You have to play cards until you are above him in the action value. So his action value is eight, yours is five. So okay. if you play a one, you'll have to play again. But if you play a four, he is the one who has to play. Oh, okay. Then I, I will play a four. Okay, a four is a good card because it is up it is up to twice the value of your link, and it allows you to draw a card regardless of the suit. So you get to draw a new card to your hand and keep your op options open. Okay. So the Tektron is going to play uh, a card, and wow, it is a one. So his action now is nine. So he matches your action. You now get to play a second card. If you decide to play no cards and you have the same value, there is a draw. When a draw happens, no one does anything. Huh. All right. Well, I have a one card that has my affinity symbol on it, so that will give me a ten, and it will let me draw another two cards, right? Or draw one and look at one. It will allow you to draw two cards, keep one, put the other one back on top of the deck, or in the discard pile. All right. I will discard a one. Yeah. So you have successfully hack into the little tech drone, and you can control it now and ask it to do, well, a few different things for you. Okay. Um, is you it possible should, for me? You should have on the gear cards I send you a card that says tech drone. Uh, pick that one up. I will. I will look through and find it. Okay. While that is happening, uh, Renko is picturing himself. Uh, living in a place like this for six months, and oh. he's feeling very uncomfortable. We, sh we should get uh, we, we we should clear out of here. We should hurry this investigation up, you guys. I'm uh, very uncomfortable. 
I, I look at my space watch, which is actually a heads-up display, but I make an elaborate show of it. <laughs> I'm sticking my head more up than I otherwise would. Do you do you think like where you kind of you kind of flex when you look at it, like in uh, Top Gun? Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, the watch was, the watch is only shown because he brings his wrist into his heads-up display. <laughs> so it's really just a band of metal. So when it comes up, then the watch is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, space. So you have to draw. What are you guys going to do? You can uh, try to get through the door to the control room, or go into one of the two special areas. So, so the the special areas. One of those is probably special because it has power equipment, right? Well, do you say special area in the door? Ah, the oh, so the ones not, you know, they 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 don't have subtitles as power maintenance. Hack or something. Yeah, no, you, you will have to open the door and get in. Going. Oh, there's no window. There's no X-ray gun that we carried with us. No. Ah, shoot. Uh, make the drone do it. It might be trapped. Yeah, I found four drone cards. Which drone card did I do I have? It's the talk tech drone. Tech drone. Tech drone. Okay. Okay. And it has a power of remote overhaul. Yep. So that allows you to perform a repairing actions through it. So you don't have to be in the middle of the battle to repair something. You can just send the drone. <laughs> okay. So at this point, do we have enough information so that I could use the drone to get the power on in the control room, or do we still need to find something for that to work? I think we need to find something. I think we use the, the, the drone like a hireling in AD&D, where it opens doors and walks through walls and triggers traps first. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Go ahead, 1812. Do we want to send it into one of these special areas and see what happens? Okay. Uh, so there's a door at the left and a door at the right. Choose one. Lucky left. We take the top one because I'm floating at 90 degree angle from everybody <laughs> else. Okay. So the, what, which one is that? <laughs> the one, the the one on the left. One. Yeah, there we go. Which one? The, that left. one? Left. Left. Sure. Okay. So the drone opens the left the, uh, door, and it goes in. Through your helmet, Jin, you can see what the tech drone is actually seeing. Oh, sweet. So the lights are off, but you have a flashlight, and what you see is a place where humans were kept in cryostasis. There is four pots. They are all broken. The glass is flying around. The, there is blood. There is guts. And everything is just floating around. Uh, but uh, what you see is that there is uh, non-organic things left. So the clothes are still there, broken, but still there. The boots are flying around. The clocks, the watches, sorry. The radios. And you see that one of the pots is clean. It doesn't have blood in it. It is broken, but it, it doesn't have uh, blood. On the on the walls. Hmm. First, I'd Possibly like to hug. If... Rem- I'd like to hug Remco first and let him know that, you know, it's it's okay. Well, We're Remco here. wouldn't have wouldn't have seen this yet. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not watching through your helmet cam, and you are not telling me what you see. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm going to not tell you. I'm going to say it's empty. <laughs> there's nothing in there, and Poppies, then basically. Unicorns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll give Nadia a sly look, like you know, <laughs> do not. Yeah. And I'll go. <laughs> Good. 
Okay. And, and then um then I actually will say, Oh, I think the the drone's caught in a corner. Let me go get him. And then I will go in there by myself and check out that box that's not bloodied. Just I don't want Remco to see this. Okay. So I, as the game master, I'm going to confront you because I'm going to say that with so many guts and balls of blood flying around, some of them are going to get uh, on on. I'm going to get your suit dirty, and when you come out, I think Renko is going to realize. Okay, how about I take the drone and make the drone like fly through <laughs> and collect them all, and collect all the blood. So, are you going to leave the drone behind? Uh, well, I can. I think I can play that off. I mean, I could. Uh, I, I can make up some bullcrap oh, reason. Some paint gun explosion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Strawberry jam all over the place. Yeah, they had some Strawberry. sort of jam factory back Sorry, there. I hate strawberry. Okay, well, I'm going to confront you anyway, but I will give way, you yeah. uh, an advantage for using the drone. So okay. How, how does a confrontation against the game master work? Is uh, quite simple. The game master doesn't have skills. So he plays as the bad side of you. He plays as many cards as you do, and he has two advantages whenever he plays. Okay? Okay. Uh, so you would do an uh, EVA action to try to avoid the blood. Okay. I will give you an, enough advantages to match me, so you don't, have, you don't play less cards because you were smart about how you use your drone. Okay. So you have Eva of four, and I'm going to play ten uh, to try to make you get bloody. So you would use agility because that's basically what you use when you are trying to move. Okay. To play one card, but because you can play one card, I can also play only one card. So you know that my final action value is ten. And I'm starting with a four, so I need a seven or higher to beat you. Correct. Yes. All right. I have a nine that I will play. Okay. Is it a space nine? No. No. Okay. So you play the nine, and that's enough for you to uh, move around without uh, getting stained by blood, and you reach the pot. Uh, basically, in the pot, there is nothing, only broken glass. That's it. The only things that you see that are useful are radios, and watches and boots. So, the thing that sticks out odd to me about this is it because it's the only one. Does it look like maybe the thing that was inside burst out of it rather than something burst into the other ones? Yeah, you could say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, most of them, the other three, the glass is like completely broken, but in this one, it's only a a big portion of it, and. It could mean that the guy just broke it with his elbow, uh, with and he just came out through that small hole. All right. Is it possible for me to communicate just with Nadia and to leave Rimko out? Yeah. Okay. Then I will. I will do so, and I will tell Nadia what's going on, what I found. Um, a. Don't let Rimko in here. B. We may have another Rimko on our hands in the ship somewhere. Roger that. Uh, we are just having a space smoke. And uh, waiting for you to come out. <laughs> Be careful. You might get space cancer. Uh, no, we have the cure for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's I will take the drone. The chest on the ship. <laughs> I'll take the drone back out 
and um, asked them. So that was a dud. Nothing in there of uh, any sort of terrible, terrible nature. Is there? A, do we want to go ahead and check the next room? Okay. So the drone goes straight for the next room, and Renko finds strange that the the drone is covered in a strawberry. <laughs> what is his cunning? Uh, bad. It's uh, cunning, cunning. One. One. So yeah, you think it's strawberry. <laughs> yes. Space strawberries. Uh, the drone opens the the second door, and that explains goes, why we have space bones in them. Because space <laughs> strawberries have space bones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, Remco enjoys his strawberry warm, and he's not going to try to eat it <laughs> from vacuum. So, yeah. so he opens a second door, and what you find is a secondary hangar. So this secondary hangar has a very small ship, more or less the same, the same size as yours. He basically has a hangar door underneath, uh, but it's closed, and the power is off. The first thing you realize is that this ship is much nicer than yours. Oh, I was dibs. scared of that. It's quite similar uh, in size. Uh, the only thing is that because the power is off, it's basically stuck in there. Mm-mm. So if we can get the power up, we can steal that ship. Liberate. Just like we liberated you, Remco. This is exactly yeah. the same, except that ship looks super sweet. It's probably got super speed, and I want it now. Boys, to work. Okay. So basically, Gene, uh, because you're a corvo, and this ship is con- is a corvo ship uh, that uses human humans as uh, soldiers, you, you know your people, and you know that this ship is probably here in this locked room, because it's for the, the captain only. So if there is any trouble, the captain would just take the ship and run out, leaving the crew behind. Mm. The captain's uh, frig? The captain's jig? What do they call that? Captain's yacht. Duh. Yeah. I'm going to call it the captain's bone. Let's do it. All right. So so that implies that the captain is uh, part of these chunkies. They did not make it out. You're not aware of that. Nope. Hey, I wonder where the captain is. That's weird. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Okay. So your last option now is to go uh, into the into the ship, into the control area, and through it into the rest of the ship. Yep. So we'll use uh, eighteen twelve to do that for us. Well, I I, I don't know. I mean, we we could. Um, the, it's true that the the breaking through the door is going to be a lot easier than breaking through the outer hull. But um, there aren't other airlocks or other accessible ways into this space other than through the control room? Uh, no, but uh, the doors are most likely double doors. So mm. you can basically open the first door, close close it behind you, and open the second one so you wouldn't lose any air. Oh, well, let's, let's do that. That sounds much safer than breaking into the control room and evacuating the air it may or may not have. Yes, we will do that. Who wants to go first? The drone. <laughs> Yes. Eighteen twelve. Go. <laughs> okay. The thing is, uh, are you going to open the door, close it behind the drone, have the drone open the second door, and go in, or are you going 
all in together. I, I would I would like the drone to do that first because that will tell us whether or not the first room was pressurized or not, and that will give us information that we will then use to plan our course of action. Okay. So the drone goes in. The room is pressurized. Oh. So you have air in there. Okay, excellent. And as long as nothing, like, eats the drone, then uh, we will follow suit by opening, entering, closing, and then opening. Okay. So you follow him, and uh, you are in the control room. The control room has another door, and this one would take you inside the ship. Uh, the control room has the power. It has no power whatsoever. Uh, but you might have to power it up, or use one, maybe use one to keep going. Because the control room will have information about the hangar area, but it will probably not have any information about the rest of the ship. Hmm. What do you think, Captain? We're going to take the cautious approach, which is just that. Super slow. Super cautious, because okay. I want this ship. So, so we're going to inspect this room fully first before we move on? Exactly. All right. Well, unless you find a way to power it up, there is nothing for you to do here. Well, we, don't we have a plutonium-powered robot that not only will activate traps, but we could also plug into the console to give it enough power to run? You could do that, yes. We have a hacker, too, don't we? Uh-huh. Yes. And the hacker is a technician as well. We do. All right. So I will call 1812 over, and I will see if I can hardwire the drone into the control panel to give me enough auxiliary power. God, that almost sounds like Scotty on Star Trek. To see if I can get the ship running, or at least enough to get this room going so we can find out some stuff. Okay. So it takes you about 10 minutes to use different cables that you have to take out of your own ship or use fix around, and you have the, the drone on the floor, Paralyzed because all the power is being used to run the hangar. It's okay. So the it's hangar okay. lights go on again. It's running the whole hangar. Wow, that's a lot of drone. The hangar computer goes on again. What do all you right, want? Captain, uh, what is- you can access the computer and get some information there. Let's 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 check uh, hangar logs. See if if whoever left logged their their departure maybe. Okay, so the hangar logs logs tell you about what uh, different movements of SIP had been. And basically, in the last month, the only movements have been the little drones coming out, um, fixing little problems in the outside of the SIP. Today, seven hours ago, uh, the hangar was opened. Someone didn't care about any of the security systems and just opened both doors of the hangar at once. So all the air went out, and then uh, five minutes later, the ship uh, for the crew went out. But that ship for the crew, uh, you have all the information there, uh, it cannot go into an atmosphere, it would be destroyed, and it can fly. It has an autonomy of two, three hours. Hmm, so that, that ship is out there somewhere, and it's uh, out of power. We think, right? It's just, it's drifting somewhere nearby. Yeah, it's out of power and very probably out of oxygen. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, not that I've been in heart-wrenching, horrifying places like this before, but uh, of course, replace the jelly with blood and guts. But maybe a break would be in order. We could we could take our ship and scoot around and try to find the uh, 
the out of oxygen, out of power shuttlecraft and see if we can uh, get anything from its logs or see who who escaped? Well, Nadia knows that finding a ship with no power and nothing going on in the middle of space that flew away seven hours ago is very Super hard. hard. Super hard, guys. <laughs> I've done it twice. Don't want to do it again. Well, you that tried it twice. Yeah, I tried <laughs> twice. And uh, one time I must my manicure, and the other time... I don't want to talk about the other time. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's that's too bad. All right. Well, the the the, uh, the logs don't show who uh, entered the ship. No. All right. Uh, the, 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 there's no video associated with the logs. They're just blank statements. Yes. Okay. Is there anything um, in this control room we can find like ownership? Like, is there a corporation or a culture that that owns the ship? The ship. Uh, yes, it is controlled by the one corporation, which is one of the three mega corporations of the Corvo. He has no information about the cargo, but you know you can find that in the main control area, the control area of the, the ship itself, not the hangar. Does the ship have a name? Like, is it the Nostromos or something? Uh, Destiny. The Dead Suckers. What? The Dead Suckers. Troop, <laughs> no. Troop Ship Beta. <laughs> no, it, it's called 117. Oh. All right, I want to check Space Wikipedia to see if there's anything about a missing ship 117. Uh, is, there, is there a reward offered for the finding of ship 117 with or without the captain's yacht? Uh, you only have access to what you have uh, installed in your computer. You don't have access to the net. Right. I need a it, Wi-Fi to upload. The, yeah. the, the portal slash warp. Uh, slash wormholes don't uh, allow communication, right? They disrupt things like that. Yes. So you cannot communicate from one star system to another one. What I know from previous experience, is this the sort of thing that there might be a reward for? Like if we were to say, hey, we found the ship, like that would be a good thing or would it be best just to scavenge it and take what we can from it? Well, you can try to get a reward out of it. Uh, maybe the Corvo will say, uh, you killed all my crew and now you're trying to get money out of it. Or maybe they say, thank you very much. Okay. You can always take it to the ETH call, and they will probably say, thank you very much. <laughs> Regardless, no questions asked. I like that. I, I, I uh, don't want any strawberry jam out of my body, so I will take the nonviolent route. I say to, um, I say to Remco, uh, pull out his space uh, you know, spray cans and say, let him know Nadia's crew is here. And I have him... Uh, <laughs> Spray out the name on the new ship as we uh, get ready to take it. Well, but don't we have to get to like the bridge first before we take it? Yeah. Oh, oh you, yeah. This you, is oh, like step one of a thousand step mission to get control of the ship. Step one is to spray paint our I, name on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to lick exactly. it before you can you can really be. I'm yours. the queen of speed, guys. I'm always thinking thousand steps ahead. All right, <laughs> queen of speed. Okay. So what is left for you to do is go inside the ship. Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. 
We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or DriveThruRPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G, at... The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.